Welcome to the third edition of Poppies from a Tray, and they said it wouldn't last. In this one, we pick up our interview with Greg Sporton of Big Big Train. After discussing the intricacies of the under four yard in the last edition, this time we pick up on the accompanying EP, Far Skies, Deep Time. We began by talking about the band's expanding writing process. So we, we only see each other maybe five or six times a year. We speak yeah. every week on the phone, um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a long distance songwriting relationship yeah. for the most part. Um, we talk, a lot of the songs are developed through conversations, um, so there's sort of Hedgerow and Uncle Jack, yeah. Judas things that, were, that came through on English Lecture, we had long telephone conversations, we sort of evolved things through there, so we kind of know what we're going to be doing, but then in terms of actually the writing, the, yes we are sending music to each mm-hmm. other to finish off, and that was the beauty for me with Fast Guys, was I had these kind of unfinished things really. Yeah. Um, and I was able to say, uh, you know, up, up until that point, I'd been, I'd got used to being the, the writer, and I'd got a little bit reluctant to kind of share that. Yeah. I have to be honest. Um, but David's, you know, one of my best friends, and you know, allowing, and I also was aware that he was a really strong writer, and, I, and therefore keeping that mm. under wraps was a bad thing for the yeah. band. So you know, I was more than willing to open that up to him. And so, you know, we tested the water a bit, really, but yeah. by, you know, and we weren't ready with English Electric, and I, I said, let's, you know, we've got some time here, let's fill some some time by working on these tunes. So, yeah, it was a question of mm. sending him stuff and allowing him really to finish off and roll with sort of ideas yeah. that were, to some extent, some of the songs, I'm pretty sure it's a good example of a song that was mostly written, you know, I've been had, had that song from English by Wednesday, so yeah. I could never finish it in a way that didn't sound so depressing that, you know, uh, it would just put people off really. Um, so that was a challenge for David um, to, to, to still convey the slightly uh, sad feel of a relationship mm-hmm. coming to an end, a true story for me, um, but to do so in a, in a way that, that was attractive to the listener, yeah. you know, that, that, um, and he did that and he'd not get one out of the park for me. Um, so yeah, it's interesting for me because I've not really opened up songwriting mm-hmm. a bit train before yeah. um, to bring that in. That was some of the tension with with Sean Philkins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sean was um, wanting some elbow room in the band, and I wasn't that keen at that stage. Um, and which either came out from me seeking to accommodate some of his lyrics, um, a set of lyrics that he, he went to to use on. Uh, on his solo album mm-hmm. subsequently, so there was an earlier version of the song with some of Sean's, Sean's lyrics, and when Sean left, um, I was left with a backing track, yeah. and you know that that forced me to write, yeah. uh, as yeah. I said earlier, a good 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 set of lyrics. Um, so yeah, I've, I've not been, you know, probably that was unfair on Sean. Um, you know, I've I've been, I just got used to it really. In, in the early days of Big Train, everybody else was lazy, and I, I wasn't. It wasn't a question of me saying, you know, I'm the writer. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a question of nobody else was writing. I, that happened in Yes, didn't it? I think it was mm. Anderson and Howe. I think Anderson, you know, would, I think I read in the book, you know, Anderson would come up with these half-formed yeah. sort of chord sequences and the musicians would be saying, well, actually, yeah. try this chord here. But he was having the, you know, he was yeah. the one that yeah. was taking the, the time to have those creative yeah. ideas, you know. And, and musician. I think one of, the, one of the dangers of being a good musician and one of the strengths of being not a very good musician, which I know in the latter camp, is that you focus on the purity of your playing, mm. and therefore you kind of neglect, well not neglect, but you, you go yeah, down a certain yeah. route, and to, tr- to be a, a really good player and a really good songwriter is, a, is, a, is really something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my strength is definitely, I think, in the latter, in the songwriting field, which is why it's good to surround yourself with these 
good players who can mm. then take your ideas and, and, and make them. I suppose it's the same case with Pink Floyd in a way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, Gilmore is the. Well, that's a great observation. Yeah, I think that they were their very best. I have to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of very early Pink Floyd. Mm, no. But it was when it was when Gilmore started to bring in the, the sort of melodic mm. and um, virtuosic virtuoso elements to his yeah. playing. You know, he's not a fast player, but the the feel of that playing yeah. is still yeah. some of the best I've ever heard. Yeah. And um, that then brought in along with Wright's influence, it brought in something that I think that took the band to completely Absolutely, different yeah. areas. I mean, I'm not... There's a, the, the Sid Barrett legend has grown, hasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it's clearly there was... I think the problem with, with his writing, it's got stuck in the, the kind of psychedelic whimsy, yeah. really. Yeah. It's not his fault, yeah. you know. If, if he'd have carried on writing, it, it may well have been something that stood the test of time a little better. And, the, and there is a huge school of people that love that psychedelic sound, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, Dave Gregory and XTC did it with Dukes of Stratosphere. You know, it's, yeah. it's very attractive to some people. It's not so much to me, to yeah. be honest. Um, and I, yeah, I, the, the glory days for me come halfway through metal, yeah. um, when they were able to combine, you know, those different elements yeah, to make absolutely. something beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned British writing. We pick up from there. I mean, yeah. It's a kind of a big departure, isn't it? I mean, mm. from from what you've done before, there's a there's a prejudice against that kind of. Yeah, there is. Balladry, yeah, of there is. I suppose it's the sort of thing that, you know, going back to Genesis, they got the stick for all yeah. you know, the, the Phil yeah. Collins, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's a, I've never understood it, it's just a great song. For me, it's a, yeah, the songs are either good or bad, yeah. really. And that's, that's what it comes down to for me. And um, I always, uh, there was a, always a sense of, because that's a true story for me, there was always a, a lyric that was close to my heart. Um, as I said a minute ago, I couldn't really deliver it in a, in a way that really was attractive to a listener. And there is a responsibility to make things attractive to yeah. listeners. You know, that's what we're doing. We're creating, you know, an art form that, that people, hopefully people will want to listen yeah. to. I'm not, not making music in a room on my own. I want people to hear it. And I think that's what partly what David brings to the band that's so strong these days is that sense of melody um, and which maybe, you know, sometimes I've, in the past I've tried to be too clever, really, and with chords and things, and it, it doesn't always help. And there was a, I remember one of the things of Winchester Diver, you know, I, there was a point in time where the second chorus, where it gets quite big, the, the water just goes, and, um, I don't know how the lyrics goes now, but it's beginning to build to all the sort of climax. I was playing around the chords and making it quite a, Elaborate chord sequence, and David rang me and just said, "Just stop fucking around. Mm -hmm. You know this. You know, this needs to be direct, and it needs to be strong and powerful. And you know you need to get back to the, the basic elements mm -hmm. of the chord sequence. So, because he he's he's gifted in that area, and I and I, I I've learned a lot from him in the last few years about how to bring all the elements together to make a hopefully a good song um, that people want to listen to and enjoy, and yeah. most importantly, as I say, touches them in some way." Yeah. But yeah, British Rescue was a departure. Actually, I, it's weird because it's it's a song I've had very few make some noise as a song that's really divided our audience, mm -hmm. um, and we kind of knew it would. Um, but British Rescue hasn't really. It's been mm -hmm. a song that, that that we still like very much. Most people have been very um, very positive about it. Yeah. And in fact, we're I think David's um, has written a, a, an updated version of it, which we mm -hmm. might put on Station Masters. Um, which is a bit more dramatic, so yeah. there may be an alternative yeah. version of that at the later stage. In, in a sense, it's a bit like um, Master James. It's very concentrated. Yeah, it's it is. Just yeah, yeah, you know, short, but it's yeah, it's it there. Is, yeah, and it benefits from 
Nick loves it as well. It's just it's it, there's not much going on in a short in a short period of time, um, but there's a very soulful element mm. to it. And, yeah. um, it's quite again another filming piece with the lyrics. We're we're looking at potentially filming something around mm. it as well, mm. a new version, and we've got some some visual ideas for that. We we, we you know we something we want to explore in the future maybe making some short films around some right. pieces yeah so and that's one of the ones that we'll probably do yeah. I think it helps on the on the, <coughs> on the album that, that Brambling is next yeah. it's a good juxtaposition yeah it's a, it's a, in a sense it's a similar kind of yeah it is story but yeah but it's, it's, it's right exactly yeah. and, and David was uh, was I think he was very aware, well aware of what he wanted to do mm. Brambling is something I did you know as a child it was literally we were just blackberry picking yeah so you know, I would, in my seventies childhood, we'd be sneaking up into other people's yeah, gardens. Yeah. It sounds, it, you know, it sounds all very uh, uh, cliched, I suppose. But that's what we did. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were pinching apples and blackberries. And I remember, you know, I remember once falling down the bank. My my old road in Sutton Coalfield was an old quarry. Mm. So we had these, um, and it'd be, you know, been dug out, and we we had these sort of long gardens going up to these steep banks and embankments so you could work your way across into other people's gardens without them noticing right. you so I'd be right at the top of the bank yeah. and unfortunately I had a slip one day one when stealing someone's blackberries and uh, ended up at someone's feet practically because I fell sort of 30 feet down this <laughs> bank and it was a bit of an ignominy for me as a, as a child but they were you know they were great days yeah. and, 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 and you know so there was one of my favourite ever songs is um is by elbow um, Lippy Kids mm. and he for me that song conjures up a childhood in a way it just conjures up my childhood yeah. and Guy Guy was just a, a, an awe-inspiring lyricist but um, that was my childhood in Lippy mm. Kids and um, I think David we, you know probably us of a similar age had similar experiences yeah. and um, David yeah wanted to look, convey those impressions of sort of first love mm. you know it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah it's a nice Kind of yeah. juxtaposition to. It's interesting you mention Elbow because I mean they are a prog band as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, and absolutely. you know now they're becoming the biggest thing in, in England. And yeah, I know. And they, and all of that. What's nice for me is that they don't hide their yeah. their roots. You know, they're they're more than happy to say. I mean, I was listening to Guy Garvey last year. He did it. He played. So I think he played Ripples or Entangled or something. He you know, he's, things, he did. He? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's more than happy to 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 do that. He doesn't hide. Whereas whereas the Radiohead view of the world. Is one very much rejecting anything yeah. that for well for me their view is I don't know them so you know, I might, might be very unfair but they seem to reject things that are not necessarily perceived to be mm. cool yeah. I guess or, or within the sort of zeitgeist that they want to be working within um, even though you can listen to you know uh, OK Computer and think well that clearly's been pinched from King Crimson that yeah. that way yeah. of writing um, so that's what I love about Elbow is that they you know they they don't reject where they come from, but Guy particularly as a lyricist is just extraordinary. And yeah. you know, when he's at his best, he just finds ways of saying things that yeah. you know, yeah. it's jaw dropping. Really. Two different versions of the EP, obviously, is the Anthony Phillips yeah. version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how do you approach it? You've got a, you've got a other songwriter, and you decided to do a cover. Never so. done a cover. <laughs> never done a cover before or since, actually. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure we ever will again because we've just got so many of our own tunes. But um, it was it was very much a kind of. Uh, we wanted to make a gesture towards someone that's been very important to our career. Mm. Um, Train started off very much as a uh, couple of guys, me and Andy on sort of 12 string guitars, 
mucking around for a year with a couple of tape recorders tied together. Um, I was reminded the other day of a band called Twice Bitten. Oh, we were doing that, that. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'd forgotten about them. Um, and then David Eric reminded me about them. And I and, and, uh, dug out a lot. Uh, squonk tattoo, uh, tattoo uh, embroidered on his jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they did, <laughs> you know, they were doing the same thing, yeah, really. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I probably I was influenced by them as well, but without realising it. But that, they were obviously building on, on Passport. So uh, this song came out of nowhere, really. It was, it was a reissue. It was a on, a, on Geese and the Ghost, I think. And mm. it was, um, you know, on the second, on the sort of demo tape side of that. Yeah. And a fully formed song that they'd never put the drums down to, yeah. never finished. So I thought, okay, this is, this is there for, for working on. I didn't really, I have to be honest, I, I kind of very roughly worked the chords out and to a couple of times and then kind of mapped out our own version, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and then we sent it to Anthony through through Jonathan Dan, his, his web, his you know his main website yeah. guy, and uh, and got. It was important for us to get Anthony's approval. Um, you know, we didn't want to do anything that would uh, that he, he didn't like. Um, and then we had to go through the process of getting all the publishing sorted. So, and that's partly why we don't do covers. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. You know, the publishing is a, is is difficult. Uh, it's fine when you're supported by a big label because they do all that work yeah, for sure. you. For us, it's you know you you. Particularly downloads is that publishing yeah. on a CD release is, is is fairly straightforward, but when you people are downloading individual songs, it then becomes in, in accountancy terms much more complicated. Right. Yeah. And when we found when we were looking to put Fast Guys on iTunes and found out how complicated that would be for yeah. us, uh, we thought, oh, at that. we'll just replace it with yeah. another yeah. song. And we happen to have um, uh, a Russian record label that we worked with for a period of time who are again. Um, were a little bit wary of the publishing issues for their CD release. Of, mm. um, I'm, not, I'm not sure why they were. I mean, I've never, never been sure about that label really. But um, uh, you know, they, they do. They did. Then I don't know exist anymore. But they did a very good job of of the CD production. They, mm. they were good, good attention to detail. So we, they, they also encouraged us to do a different song, yeah. um, one of our own, for for the, yeah. the alternative version of that. It's nice to have that available because it, it's a great song. I really like uh, like Kim Wilson. Some lovely lines in it. The light is so old here. Yeah, yeah, quite like that line. Um, I mean, it's a, a Kingmaker. As you probably know, it was a very old song of mine mm-hmm. originally, back on the uh, demo tape with Infant Hercules, and um, uh, thankfully disappeared without trace. And we used to play it live a long time ago, um, but it had a different set of lyrics, um, and but the basic chord sequence was there. Um, and I, but I always liked it, yeah. and it was uh, probably from the early days one of our more proggy kind of songs, I guess. Yeah, sort of. A, um, some quite big sort of Mellotron moments in it and um, you know uh, Dave, I think David was a little bit wary about it um, initially but now we again we, it's a song we've all sort of fallen for now yeah. and we've, we've, we've I've re- rewrote the lyrics changed the story um, it improved the chord sequence and again it's another one we're going to do do mm. live we'll, we'll really yeah, love playing that yeah. one so, so. It's, for me it's, it's kind of introduces a, one of the one of the, the sort of the newer strengths of the band and it's that kind of Punchy, anthemic chorus, but yeah. I, mean, I guess that made it partly just down to his voice. But I mean, it's it's a, it's a feature. It's become a yeah, feature. Yeah, so I think that, I think that goes back to something I said a few minutes ago about David's ability mm. and yeah. knowledge and and the importance of getting the message out there in terms of the music and not always trying to be obscure with things. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Davis taught us that bit as well because he came down and, and spent a day a day with us to help with the mix on on. English electric, and he, you know, much of his advice was that you know the water's mud. You're muddying the water yeah. there, you know, yeah. and that the, you're losing the direction of the, the song in that chorus or whatever. 
And again, that strengthened our belief in, you know, do the complicated bits when you need to, but other times keep it simple and keep it direct and, mm-hmm. and make sure that you've got those moments where people can mm-hmm. sort of latch on to. Yeah, because yeah, that's become very much a thing that you can pick out now. In yeah. I mean, we hope, you know, when we finally get, get to play some gigs, we hope that there'll be some sing, sing-along moments, yeah, you know, those yeah. are moments that we, we enjoy uh, writing and we hope there'll be that, you know, that sort of yeah. communal element again of, of bringing people together and, yeah. you know, we don't run away from those anymore. Fabulous. Yeah. I mean, the, the way he ended up, it's peculiarly English <laughs> tale, isn't it? Yes. It's, a very it's, it's a lovely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lovely little story. Success um, and dissatisfaction. Totally, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if the, the the dying on the beach thing is true. Even I, I, that was the. Legend. I've read it. I've read it several times. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay, so it may well be. Um, you know, but it was mad. It's like a ripping yarn. Yeah. Uh, it should have been Absolutely, a ripping yarn yeah. actually. Yeah. I've watched those recently, and it should have been a ripping yarn. Um, and so my yeah, I've, I've had that story in my head for a long time. I just it's a nice title. I always quite like the title. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just I fancy this idea of this extraordinary large than life character sort of passing on to the afterlife and finding yeah. it all a little bit tame because <laughs> um, he liked to drink and he liked yeah. his, he liked the yeah. ladies, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and you know what a, what a great character! So yeah. it's nice to bring those characters to life. The poor Gascoigne in his day or something like that. I yeah, I think that's the problem. We can romanticise these things, and they're probably I guess there was quite a destructive yeah. side too. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, probably spending time with him would may have been. Been to a read or something, it would yeah, be yeah. partly pleasure and partly pain, yeah. but um, you know, it, it, it's, it's become a story now. So yeah, I don't know how we like it. And then it kind of ends on, on wide open sea, yeah. which is a, it's a big sprawling because it's a sprawl, thing, it? yeah, it is a sprawl. That was um, uh, a backing track I put together, really different, different stream days, um, and it was never with the Unful Yard um, and with other longer songs, I've been very careful tried to to make mm. you know the song actually structurally sound yeah and that one was more episodic for mm. me um, it was more a, 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 you know different episodes brought together but maybe more like the ninth way the sort of Kate Bush kind yeah. of version of, of doing a longer piece um, and I'd written the odd melody one or two melodies but it was mainly a backing track you know I've got Nick Nick play the drums down so we had it there and to be honest I'd forgotten about it um, you know it's just sort of sitting Sitting on the computers, really, and and Andy just mentioned it one day and said, you know, I listened to that and there's something there. Um, so again, and I, I don't know why I, I I wanted it to be about Jacques Brown. I, I don't really. I'd watched a, a documentary on him yeah. fairly recently, and that was a an interesting story for me. Um, and I, that, that was the, what that was what got, got David running with it was you know I sent it to him and just said I, you know he wanted to write the lyrics just, said, just write something about Jack Brown yeah. um, and he, we both liked Jack Brown and he then obviously did a lot of reading around and and um, wrote a I think beautiful set of lyrics about about Jack Brown it's one of Dave Gregory's favourite tunes you know it's interesting again I think it's maybe something we we play live at some stage um, probably not in the early days but we may we may mm. well do. Um, I mean, Dave brought in, you know, sort of a kind of an awakened style ending to it, really, with some, you know, really good twelve-string playing and stuff. So that took it to some different, yeah. different areas and different levels for me. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's it's an odd, an odd little. Well, it's not it's an odd, odd big thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a strange thing, but it's something that we're still mm. quite proud of. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he was he was buried in Calvary. I mean, that's the kind of 
coincidence or a little bit of I mean that just sends you you've got to get hold of a pen then haven't you uh, that's the thing for me <laughs> I think that's the thing for Dave I mean that's the, I mean, that's one of the beauties of writing the way that we do now with, with telling stories is you know because my day is at university I, I remember enjoying the research almost more yeah. than the writing and, and um, that's one of the nice things is that you, does, you do scurry away and you, you start to write uh, you start to find out interesting little things and features that will just immediately think that needs yeah. to be down yeah. uh, in a tune. Um, you know, I've got someone on the board about Patrick, Sir Patrick Moore and um, it's called The Transit of Venus Across the Sun and mm. you know it, it's, it's been good for me because I, 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 I admired him as a great English eccentric yeah. Yeah. but I uh, didn't know a huge amount about his life so obviously bought his autobiography and just reading around that yeah. and you, you just again you, there's some areas of his life that you think that that mm. you know that, that really will work in a, yeah. in a song environment so yeah you're right I mean history's such fertile ground isn't it and yeah. there's so few people I know well, I'm, we're, well we're lucky there really I think we're, we've A we're lucky in as much as we've seemed to have hit on something that resonates with people um, and I think the other way we're lucky is I think we've, we've put our feet on that territory mm-hmm. and you know there's the band's big enough for people to be aware that it's something we do, and therefore I think, in certainly in the world that we work in, um, I think there are probably some people saying mm, it's a bit big, big train, you know, probably won't do that. I think, I think, you know, um, in fact, it's funny. Enough, Stuart from Gallant sent me a story last year, and he said, oh, "This is more your kind of thing. I like this story, but it's more your sort of thing." Um, and and I, I think that's that's lucky for us because I think we've defined some territory, yeah. and it's not territory that we, we particularly want to give up on either because yeah. we it's it's works works for us purely accidental. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's what interests us in songwriting terms. I mean, the great thing for me is I mean, chatting to David every week. I, I know what he's beginning to write about. Right. You know, I saw him on Tuesday and he'd been to a museum in Shrewsbury and. Um, the Open Museum and yeah, some stuff in there yeah yeah. and there was a few historical things in there that he was you know he said, yeah. and he was talking to him about me and he was thinking I can feel <laughs> this, I'm really interested in writing about this and of course my yeah. you know immediately I, I can know because I know Dave very well what the way that will head yeah. and it gets my interest up immediately so yeah it's good we're always firing these things at each other mm-hmm. and you know they, they, you know, it's yeah. nice to get those, uh, those things but no an accident, a happy accident yeah. um, I mean, there's, a, there's a line in there, and if we only have love, it's more than enough. I haven't heard people say that in a song since. I, well, I, I love that line. And I mean, it, it really, we all go wrong because that's a great yeah, exactly. sentiment to have. I know, it really brings things to that conclusion that, that is mo- very mm. moving. So I love him for that. Yeah, it's a really nice. Um, yeah, it's been 40 years since anybody's said anything like that hasn't it? yeah it probably is yeah I know it's a, it's a very simple sentiment yeah, isn't it yeah. you know, but, it, but it, it's something that, that I, I found profoundly moving when, when it came through when I saw him perform it um, and when he sang that in the studio he really, really did he did really did perform it mm. you know, it was one of those songs that you need to get into yeah, yeah. character almost um, so yeah we were you know, we've had many times in the studio where we were sitting there and hearing something that you you know the hairs in the back of your neck standing whether it's that Victorian Britain moment with the brass band yeah, or whatever yeah. and that was one of those moments for us where it was like yeah this is uh, this is going to work I love the, the sort of circuitous nature of it it sort of yeah. starts it ends and there's a, there's a rage in there and, mm. yeah, it's, a, it's, and it's got a heavy philosophical kind of a song yeah, which again is, is not something that, that's done a huge event these days either no I, so I, I read the lyrics the other day um, and they are really I, I think David has done a brilliant job yeah. it is quite a philosophical piece um, you know it, it's it's 
it's about the human condition and, yeah. and it's really you know he's really put his finger on a few things in there and, uh, and that's the thing if you the thing with songwriting if you find it's about finding things that are interesting to write about and if you find those things yeah. then you know if you're intelligent enough and have done enough thinking and enough uh, reading, then you will start to put some thoughts together that will hopefully coalesce into something yeah. that's, that's yeah. you know, that, that is moving and says something. I think you know that those two records and, and, and other records that you've done. I mean, they give you um, a way of touching the past. So yeah. I mean, you know, I'm quite big, I mean, I'm not one for wearing rings, but these are that was my dad. My dad wore that through the Second World War. Oh, wow. and my granddad wore it through the First World War. Crikey. And that was my granddad's signet ring. So yeah. I just, you know, I'm not one for wearing it, but I no, wear it because I feel course, like it, yeah, it yeah. connects me to something Absolutely. that's important. And yeah. I feel, you know, with technology, we maybe lose. We I, lose that, that's my concern. And, um, you know, I, I mean, there are clearly, um, many people are expressing those those mm. issues and concerns. And I think the, the way that people put history to others is, in, is important. And... Um, uh, you know, it needs to be conveyed in a manner that will get people interested and, and resonates. And clearly, and you know, BBC are doing a good job recently. Yeah. I watched some um, three, I think it was thirty-seven hours. I think it was called, but sort of the lead up to the First World War, yeah. and that was yeah. really well done. I thought yeah. in terms of the the significance of the decision making yeah. and how how people thought that through. Yeah, um, these are all in things that we should do everything we yeah. can to capture. Yeah. And we, you know, we're playing our own little part in trying to bring. Yeah. You know, we've we brought people to Winchester because you know they they are interested in some of the stories yeah, that we've told, yeah. and uh, you know that's a that's a very good feeling as a writer that yeah. you know you are able to to retell some of those tales and get people interest. Yeah. Thanks to Greg for his time. Hopefully, there'll be more from Big Big Train on Puppy Summer Train in the future. We'll be back again shortly. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at From Talk to you soon.